0: Growing up, I worked in a family restaurant in Lexington, Kentucky because I am Greek American and that's what most of my family did for a living. However, my father did take another approach, he owned a liquor store. In both cases, providing excellent customer service was the standard because that is the formula to success in business. Then what in the hell happened to excellent customer service? Because it seems like it's harder to find than a Loch Ness Monster. Bigfoot, and a roll of toilet paper all put together. (laughs) No, that's a scavenger hunt for the adventurous. For example, I'm a recent customer of AT&T TV, which provides a streaming TV service through the recent purchase of DirecTV. When I contacted them to begin my new service, it was in the middle of the month. As we were finalizing the purchase, I asked, will you be prorating the service for this month? The customer service person responded We don't prorate our service anymore. We thought it was silly to do so. What? Silly? When I think of silly, I think of the MTV show, Ridiculous, or YouTube cat videos, or The Office memes. I needed to look up the definition of silly to see what I was missing. Now, according to the Oxford Language Dictionary, the definition of silly is having, or showing a lack of common sense or judgment, absurd and foolish. Now, I am beside myself why any organization would think it would be silly to charge the customer the exact amount of money for the service rendered. Or are they thinking that providing excellent customer service by overcharging the customer serves that purpose? In the world of business improv, this is a genuine lack of respect for the customers they are serving these professionals tend to forget that their audiences do not speak their technical language for example a few years ago i had some tests done and i received a phone call from my doctor on a friday afternoon that's right my doctor not the nurse and i didn't think she was calling me to offer Ohio State football tickets for the next day. Instead, she said that the last test results came back and I may have gibber and a whole lot of gibberish-sounding words and then lots more gibberish-sounding words along with more gibber sounding words like So at some point, I interrupted her and said, could you please explain this to me in plain English? She paused for a moment and said, Peter, you may have cancer. Now, how hard was that? I just wonder, was there an attorney sitting across from her desk making sure she was speaking in medical gibberish? Who knows? So let's bring this example into the world of accounting, particular public accounting. I hear story after story after story after story about CPA clients leaving a meeting and having no clue what the CPA was trying to communicate because the CPA was communicating in accounting gibberish. Those similar words that my doctor spoke to me. The language of business, accounting, is a foreign language to those who do not have the same depth of knowledge and speak. Have you ever traveled to a foreign country and before arriving not invested any time in trying to learn the basics of the language like where's the bathroom, how much for a beer, why is everyone taking an afternoon nap? Instead, we get frustrated because they don't speak English in their own country. Arrogant, don't you think? To top it all off, when CPAs are trying to explain something to a client using an Excel spreadsheet, they should be arrested for exceeding the speed limit and abusive behavior. They are going a mile a minute and bouncing around the spreadsheet like a Super Bowl. If they continue to do this either in person or worse, on Zoom, they need to issue air sickness bags before they begin because their clients just want to throw up. There is a communication problem that exists, and it is a major blind spot for CPAs. You know why, because they continue to act this way, even though you, the client, did instruct them that you don't speak accounting or tax, and you don't need to see all the detail. This type of behavior is affecting the overall customer service or overall client service they're providing their clients. However, when I've asked those frustrated clients, why don't they change CPA firms? Their response is usually, this is my second or third firm, and they all have the same issues. Therefore, I will keep my current firm because I do trust them, even though I don't understand what they're trying to communicate to me. To me, that sounds like, like a loveless marriage, and we just just in there because it's just easier instead of finding a better alternative. Earlier this year, a colleague had contacted me asking for a referral to a CPA firm. A family member had been doing their books for several years, and the business outgrew the capabilities of that family member. On a side note, the family member suffered from excessive accounting gibberish and using excessive speeds while operating a spreadsheet. I suggested two regional firms and one small local firm. The decision was made to go with a smaller CPA firm, thinking that they would be able to communicate better with them. Since signing on as a client, there have been some struggles until recently, when it escalated to a full-blown meltdown. My colleague called me one afternoon in tears, in tears, after a Zoom meeting with their CPA firm because they didn't understand what the CPA was trying to explain to them, and they were trying to explain this via an Excel spreadsheet with 50 columns and 500 rows. Now, the spreadsheet was really not that big, except it felt that big to the client because as the CPA was trying to explain it at Mach 4 speed while Tigger was bouncing around the rows, the columns, and the cells. My colleague and the team just wanted it to be over and didn't want to ask any questions because they felt stupid enough and didn't want to feel worse. No client or customer should ever have to go through this type of treatment, even though the CPA has no clue of the negative impact on their client. On a selfish plug, that is why I wrote the book, Taking the Numb Out of Numbers, explaining and presenting financial information with confidence and clarity, so CPAs can better connect, communicate and collaborate with all of their clients. Once a CPA firm realizes that explaining the financial information in plain English and using stories to help them understand, the firm will have a strong competitive advantage in the marketplace. So think about it. Be that firm whose clients rave about the excellent client service because you are the translator of financial information so that your client's business bottom line will improve way beyond their wildest dreams. And by the way, You know that referrals are the best and cheapest form of marketing. Please contact me at Peter, at Peter Margaritas if you'd like to discuss this dilemma that you're having with your current clients and find viable solutions in order to connect, communicate, and collaborate better with your clients. Like what you just heard? Visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.